Listener Production. Hi, this is Paul McIntyre. Welcome to the MI3 Audio Edition. I've been a business journalist for 25 years covering the marketing, media, agency and tech sectors. In this series, we talk to industry leaders about the global and local developments that you need to be across this week. This audio edition is created in conjunction with partners as part of our Market Voice series. Well, electric vehicles or EVs are quickly turning into an intense and classic marketing and media battleground between established brands and the disruptors. And although some assumptions might have Tesla as an untouchable, there is a huge amount of effort across the auto category going into changing that all up. That's certainly the view from BMW Group and its GM of marketing, Alex McLean, and his newly reappointed agency, Atomic 212. They're gearing up for a surge of new EV models, supercharged marketing, customer acquisition, media, and CX activity in 2024. Alex argues the more advanced EV markets in Europe, for instance, are a signal to what's going to happen in Australia very shortly. And what is that? Well, it's coming down to a brand battle, EV brand awareness, consideration and sales conversions. And BMW wants people who are considering an EV to think BMW first. Alex and his team are setting out to make good on that for next year in a B2C and a B2B context. The latter in B2B gets very interesting. As unsexy as it may be to mainstream marketing in Adland, it's going to deliver some potentially strong leaps in sales growth. More broadly, Alex suggested earlier this year that Tesla might have to think differently about its brand strategy just being about electric, as new entrants muddy and fuzzy the territory. BMW is putting the foot down for 2024 to do just that. So on the mics today to talk through this looming battle royale as BMW's top marketer, who's joined by the National Managing Director of Atomic 212, Rory Heffernan, and Head of Strategy, Azia Carrazzo, who is the just, as I mentioned at the top, the reappointed media agency for BMW. So welcome, gents. Let's get a little electric here. Um, Alex, to you first, maybe just an update, really, on the strategic backdrop, I guess, um, at present in the auto category from both a, a consumer and a car maker's perspective. It's getting very busy and quite complicated. And, and overall, how is the car market tracking? Welcome, Alex. Great to have you on the mics. G'day, Paul. Great to be joining this podcast today with yourself and Rory and Azier. Yeah, it's a very interesting landscape that we're working in now from an electric vehicle perspective. Triple-digit growth from the whole market uh, at us at BMW pretty much doubled our electric vehicle sales, fully electric vehicle sales, year on year when it comes to September year to date. So that growth has taken off and, you know, it puts us in an interesting position. Overall, you're talking so triple digit, two hundred percent for the category. Then I think we talked about Alex. Is it a, yeah, roughly around that far, rough, roughly yeah. around that mark for the entire category. And how's the overall auto category going then compared to EVs? Uh, up about fourteen percent. Uh, if I look at VFAX data from last month, which is positive, of course, mm. uh, it's been an interesting couple of years. We don't need to delve into that topic, but up fourteen percent, and us at BMW uh, up four point seven percent. So growth. Growth, yeah, well, it's, um, it's holding, which is uh, there were some um, question marks around how long it would go for, but it's still holding. Interesting, Alex. So listen, you're right in the middle now, I think, of planning out uh, what's going to happen for next year. What is going to happen for next year? What are the biggest challenges you're, you're sort of solving for at BMW um, for 2024, Alex? It's a big year for electric. Um, continuing that topic from your last question, uh, for us, obviously, there's been almost uh, you know doubled our sales performance of electric vehicles year on year, but we need to do more and more on top of that next year. So the key focus for us, I guess the problem I need to solve is 
continuing to build awareness that BMW has electric products and, and salience of that topic. It sounds easy, but uh, the, the waters are getting muddied. As you mentioned before, there's more and more players entering the water. Uh, and so we need to make sure that uh, our brand stands up and about against all those competitors, new and traditional. And what's the, um, the consumer sentiment? Um, I mean, if you're talking about, it's obviously off a smaller base, this, this surging, these EVs, the electric vehicle sales, Alex, at 200%. Consumer sentiment, is it, is it shifting? Is there more awareness? Is it a certain segment that's going for electric or is it broadening out? You're looking roughly 10% uh, penetration now of electric vehicles. But if you have a look at the growth of the couple of years, it's growing in, in, in many segments. We spoke about this recently that um, there, there was a moment in time that we look at and that was in relation to, to fuel prices. And as soon as those really went up overnight, the, the search queries on electric vehicles followed that trend. So, you know, in all segments that are looking for value, uh, looking at their cost of living, uh, electric vehicles is very much, very much uh, an opportunity. So it's, it's not just about sustainability and good for the planet. It's now actually making things better on the, in the wallet. Oh, look, I think all cars have an option, opportunity to be sustainable, be they combustion or electric. But of course, there is the um, emissions topic when it comes to electric. But certainly, the value conscious buyer is driven by what uh, you know the cost of fueling a car could be compared to, to charging up an electric vehicle. And so, Alex, you talk about you know this hotbed of activity, a number of, of, of lots and lots of players coming in and around EV. In Europe, you mentioned it's turning into a bit of a brand battle. That's the defining sort of characteristics of the, of the market or the emerging new market for EVs in Europe and where the marketing battle is at least. What do you mean and, and why is that happening and, and what does that signal for the Australian market? Are we going to see a similar sort of development here? Well, I guess that's the position we're in. As a slow-paced market when it came to maturity of electric vehicles, it's given us an opportunity to to talk to, to monitor and see what's happening in those markets where growth, well, where we are today was where they were five years ago. So that gives us an opportunity to see what could come. Uh, and, you know, as you mentioned, in some markets in Europe that are much more mature on this front and significantly when it comes to EV, I mentioned before, electric, uh, Australia at about 10%, we're talking about markets that are, you know, above 70%. In Europe, 70%, is that right? Some, oh, some, some markets, some markets mm. there. You know, not all, um, mm. but there's some particularly that are at that figure above there. What's important for them is that previously it was a very rational conversation around range, uh, infrastructure, technology, uh, and everything on that front. Now, range and infrastructure will always be a focus, but of course there are many players outside of the OEMs that need to support, the, um, particularly on the infrastructure front. What has really come through for them and speaking to those markets is that brand now is playing a, a key role because there are so many. The proliferation of electric vehicle marketing or, or communications out there means you need to stand out and differentiate. So brand and who you are as a brand and us at BMW, for example, is key to be successful in the EV world. And this is, I guess, where it gets well, challenging um, when you've got you know performance and the ultimate driving machine and, and so forth is, is BMW's underpinnings. How do you hold that up and push your electric range? And you've got quite a big one, right? You've got a whole bunch of models, what, 14, 15 models by next year? Yeah, mid-next year we're looking at around 15 um, variants that we'll have in play. Um, so it's quite a strong product offering, SUV, passenger, entry-level, luxury, um, <laughs> covering all areas, I guess, of the BMW product offering. I think what's important for us is that they're still BMWs and they always will be BMWs and they're BMWs first. 
they just have the the benefits of, I guess, uh, an electrical power source uh, sitting underneath it. Um, but they're very much a BMW, and, and I guess that's the, the in your introduction, what brands will be facing in the coming sort of 18, 24 months is making sure they stand for more than just being electric. And for us, you mentioned it with the ultimate driving machine, with the driver's car, we're able to lean on that platform to, to help us differentiate when it comes to electric vehicles. So does it mean, um, and, and I'm just uh, trying to plunder your strategy for next year, which I know I'm going to get nowhere with Alex, but does <laughs> it mean that, for instance, there will just be, when you talk about branding and brand campaigns and building the brand there, is it BMW with an EV bit at the end or is it EV first and BMW brand? What, what happens? What do you do? What, what are you wrestling with on this? I look, not trying to go too much uh, under the covers. Uh, it will be BMW first. Right. You know, that's key. You know, there's been electric vehicle communications in play now, let's say for the last five years at, at a significant level and some of which have done a great category job. I don't think we need to do the category job. I know we don't need to do the category job anymore because that maturity of sales is there. Mm. So now people are considering electric vehicles. Uh, we did our own survey that we released the results for publicly, I believe, four or five months ago. One in two people would buy an electric vehicle next. So why buy BMW? And that's why BMW needs to be first in those comms. Got it. And and you did you know talk earlier in the year. It was a very interesting uh, conversation uh, you had with a, a colleague of yours, uh, Lucio Ribeiro, on just around this whole branding scenario. And of course, um, that you know Tesla may have to develop its position because, to your point, the category jobs done. Tesla's probably done that job. Is there brand implications even for some of your competitors? And I know you probably want to talk about that, but I just asked. Sorry. It's a question all all, all OEMs will be uh, thinking about. How do we best position ourselves when it comes to our electric product offering? Do we go down the path of what has been happening for many brands where you add the the cues of yellow and green and blue to infer Mm. electric mobility and those signifiers? Or is that now behind and you can rest back on your brand? And as I said before and as we discussed, we are in a position where we can look at other markets who are a couple of years ahead of us. What is important for them? Brands in the top three. Got it. And so um, for BMW across ANZ then, Alex, does it mean if you're looking at other markets that you can use their strategy and some of the creative or are you looking to do some local sort of nuance to what you're doing both in obviously your media is local but your creative, will it be a blend or are you going to sort of turn to some local nuance to cut through as they say? Yeah, once we lock down that strategy, I guess it comes down to is what is available from other markets absolutely on point and correct? Fantastic. If it's not, then we need to explore a creative approach that reflects the strategy. If that means we need to be a little more local in our um, delivery, then that's the way we need to go. You also talked in, a, in that previous piece we did with you, Alex, about one of your senior global colleagues and customer experience and I know we're talking about branding, but it's, it's interesting, right, because you've got so many balls to juggle. But on, on one side, you've got to build brand and brand awareness for EV and BMW. On the flip side, there's a big customer experience expectation now out there with, with consumers and with car buyers. Do you, Your colleague said, your international colleague said customer experience will drive the next sort of round of sales. How does that fit with what, what you're doing here? Is that part of your, your mandate? And what, does, what is customer experience? Yeah, that, that quote was customer experience and customer support sells a second car. Right. And they are connected. In, from our perspective, electric vehicles and uh, customer support are very much connected because 
something that we have, and I'll, and I'll speak only on BMW here, but I know other brands could. We have a really strong network uh, of service operators and dealers that can empower an individual's electric ownership. Uh, for many people, still, this will be their first time buying and driving an electric car. So it's nice to know you have a support network to help you through that experience and for the questions that you have and when you need uh, assistance with your car. So customer support, customer experience, particularly after taking delivery, will be key in all of, uh, I guess, or for all of our products, but particularly for our electric vehicles. And do you have to work with your colleagues? Does marketing have that remit, uh, Alex, or is that a sort of another function in the, in the business and you have to, you know, you, you collaborate with? Do you mean specifically to the customer experience side of things and measuring that? Yes. Uh, measuring is definitely sitting with, with my team, uh, but we do have a customer support department formerly known as After Sales, but you can even just see in the name, right? What's in the name? Um, by changing it to customer support, it really does, does give that, um, that uh, arrowhead focus on, on the customer's experience. Uh, we work closely with them in different um, factors, but I don't want to go down a rabbit hole here. Uh, it, it's fascinating now how empowered uh, not just in the automotive space, but I guess all, all industries, how empowered we are through the use of data. Now, data is the key for a strong customer experience in understanding what people want when they want it, even proactively. And we talked about this earlier this year, being able to proactively understand what's wrong with someone's car through data allows us to provide a better experience. So we work closely with that department, but marketing in general is is that customer champion and sits on, on a whole suite or, or, or platform of data that can empower the experience. Now, you've just reappointed uh, Atomic 212 as your media agency. This time, I think they were with you uh, for Australia for about three years. They're now Australia and New Zealand. What's the, um, the, the, the briefing is underway now, right? This is what all the, the planning for 2024. You're in conversations with uh, and planning with Atomic now to get all this happening. That's it, underway, briefed in. So I could say to Rory and Asia, my work's done. Yes. Uh, it's now, no, no, no. <laughs> um, no, no, briefed in. It's, you know, we've been focusing on this for a number of years now that we don't just launch cars at OEMs. Perhaps that was the approach 10, 20 years ago where you would launch car, move on, launch car, move on. We sell cars for the entire life cycle. And when it comes to EVs, as I mentioned up front, we need to build awareness. And that is a three, six, five, 12 month full-year job, and that is the key for our approach uh, with Atomic Next Year when it comes to media. The interesting observation, I guess, with your new old alliance with Atomic 212, Alex, is that you've got a big global auto uh, working with sort of an independent media agency in Australia. What was the rationale for returning, you know, small indie, sorry, large indie in Australia, small in terms of global, and working with a, you know, a big global? That that doesn't happen that often, does it? Uh, We don't look at that from my perspective. You know, firstly, up front, thanks to, to all of the agencies that, that participated in the tender, we know there's a lot of effort required from both the incumbent and those uh, looking to, to work with us. Um, so we appreciate everyone's efforts on that front. For us, this was a consolidation of Australia and New Zealand, who would be the agency that could be our partner through both markets and, and Atomic came out in front. Well, I'm not going to ask any more because I'm not going to get any more. But um, we go to the we go to the atomic um, gents now because both Azia and Rory, um, you've got some big. Just as Alex has outlined, you've got some big, chunky challenges for positioning and, and media here in the Australian market. I'll get from both of you really. What's the team at Atomic Two One Two sort of juggling at the moment with BMW? What are the big media challenges and, and this new strategic um, heads up we're getting without too much detail because Alex is very very careful. But um, what are you guys? Um, what Rory and, and Azia? What are you sort of working through now, and what the challenges will be for next year? 
Yeah, thanks, Paul. Obviously delighted to be reappointed with BMW and work with Alex and his team through this uh, through this strategic challenge around EVs that, that Alex has talked through. It's fascinating for us, one of the, the strongest brands in the world, things like engineering, quality, performance, as he said. But when it comes to electric vehicles, as, as Alex has said, there's one category leader here in this market and it's um, it kind of defines the category. So we're competing with almost every other auto brand to say, hey, by the way, we make EVs too. So how we do that in a interesting, impactful, data-driven way is something we, we're really excited to sink our teeth into. And it's that tipping point, isn't it? So one in two people, as Alex said, considering um, or, or will buy an EV for their next uh, for their next car. So you know, so many people reaching that entry point, I suppose. And the market leader Tesla is is declining in in a lot of markets. So in the US, it dropped uh, recently and expected to drop further. And those European markets that Alex mentioned is is quite a different mix. So yeah, we're we're excited to to see what we can do. I think one of the one of the interesting things for me is. Uh, yeah, how do you take those very, very strong branded attributes around BMW and, and enforce them in the EV space um, or find connection points to kind of transpose those across and find that, that relevance to build brand salience in, in somewhat, of a new, somewhat of a new category? Rory, there's lots of conversation in the market, obviously, at the moment, just in and around the shifts and, and flux that's going on in media and audiences. So that, that sort of adds another layer of complexity to your remit, I imagine. Yeah. I mean, yeah, our remit only gets more complex uh, in all categories, but, you know, whether it's through uh, fragmenting media consumption or, or changing audiences or, you know, the I suppose the compound effect of, of both. So, yeah, I mean, this one's, this one's a really interesting challenge. Uh, we've got to do a, a pretty significant brand job, as, as Alex said, uh, but also the auto category has, uh, particularly over the last few years, has, has moved into more, I suppose, more sophisticated performance marketing as well. Uh, we talked a little bit about CX earlier, so all those different and kind of new data points in this category uh, provide new opportunities for measurement, new opportunities for targeting, uh, new signals uh, that we can put into digital channels. Uh, Alex was talking about kind of customer lifecycle, but uh, so when it, whether it's you know convincing someone with with one BMW to to upgrade to two, and that second one being an EV, uh, we'll be looking at all those ways that we can kind of execute the most relevant journeys possible. Yeah, so the the media is tapping into some of the, that customer experience and martech and and basically internal customer comms as well. You've got to figure out that 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 would be interesting to unpack down the track. Hey, as a just in terms of you know Alex's point, Rory's point about one and two, you know, would look to buy an EV next as their second car. Um, does this mean uh, you know you've got to find a way to get BMW to everybody? Does BMW have the product range um, that would suit all price points? What are the dynamics going on on there at a, at a communications and, and targeting level, I guess, um, strategically as well? Yeah, I think, to be honest, in my opinion, um, the fun really starts now. So I think we have been reappointed at the right time. So thanks, Alex and the team. And I think 
What is really important about BMW is that we are trying to be as single-minded as possible because probably a few years ago, uh, BMW started launching some some electric models. I mean, it goes back to the BMW i3 that was launched in 2014. But I think it's like now we are really serious about EVs. So that makes our job so much more interesting because from an audience perspective, we are going to be looking after three key audiences, I would say. So first of all, you have EV switches. So you have those early adopters that bought a Tesla a few years ago. We have seen how Tesla has performed in market. Yeah, they've been selling really, really well because they have a very attractive price point. But also the problem is the quality of the car. So it's not really up there as you see on the brands such as BMW. So we are seeing already quality issues that the cars are not aging well. So those are uh, massive opportunities for us. So already starting to talk to those early adopters that were really cool a few years ago because they were driving a Tesla. They don't feel that connected to the brand anymore. Probably also linked to what Elon Musk has been doing in the last few years, but that's a, a pretty big topic to discuss. That's another, that's another 10 hours of conversation there, isn't exactly. it? Yeah. So first of all, um, going after those people because we don't have to convince them, convince them that an EV is the right option for them. Then also we have the mastige intenders. We have seen also that the floor is rising in the Australian market. So we are seeing brands such as Volkswagen, Mazda and the likes, they are really increasing their price point. They are, are portraying themselves as more premium. So there are uh, more people than ever in Australia willing to spend a significant amount of money in a car. So we need to tell them that BMW is the right place for them as well because we are a premium brand, but also we have the right product for them because we have, as Alex said earlier, we ha- we're going to have by the end of uh, 2014, we will have 2024, sorry, we will have um, a range that is up to 15 uh, variants of the BMW range that are fully electric. So therefore puts us in a great position because we have a product to satisfy everyone's needs. We have SUVs, we have sedans, uh, and that is really what differentiates. And then also we shouldn't forget about the BMW fans because we ha- we are an incredibly uh, emotional brand. We have very loyal consumers. So we also need to remind them that BMW is still a BMW. It, we are the ultimate driving machine. So back to the strategic uh, point of view is we need to do a very single-minded big brand job. And it's not really about educating people why they should get electric because that is, I think, done and dusted. And we can be single-minded. And when I say that, I say very strongly because we have seen that in the EV space, brands being very bipolar. We see it even in Mercedes with a very specific electric product range, EQA, EQB, EQC, whatever. And then you see a lot of brands that basically have double personalities. They are looking after their everyday customer with combustion engine cars, with very specific models, very specific comms, and then they have a completely different personality when it comes to EVs. I don't think that's the way to go because if we look at what's happening around the world, we're moving fully into electrification. And I think BMW is making it really easy for us because we can still just be communicating, this is a BMW, so we don't have to play different personalities or different attitudes in media. Yeah, really interesting. And so just while we're there, Alex, the the other interesting thing that uh, we talked about earlier is both the job you've got to do B2C and branding, uh, but also B2B. And that's sort of a new and emerging area for you. Just give us a little bit of what the challenge and and, and what you're thinking about in B2B, because that's that's kind of a bit different. And it almost, and I, and I agree with Asia's point uh, from a private buyer perspective, you know, we don't need the job and why electric as much as we did uh, five years ago. But in the, uh, I almost want to say in, in the recommender space, this is new territory for us and I don't want to go down, <laughs> I don't want to get too deep in numbers and, and tax talk, Paul, but I, I mentioned earlier on that the moment that it became an economical reason to buy an electric vehicle when it came to the cost of buying fuel, 
you know, search interest on EVs went up. There's another key reason for people to buy EVs, and there that's when it comes to EVs below the luxury car tax threshold, which is around $89,000. Essentially, if you are Novate leasing a car or buying it as a business, there's pretty strong financial reasons from a federal level when it comes to FBT savings to buy an electric vehicle. Now, I'm not an accountant, but an accountant to tell that message to their customer of, or uh, an FMO to tell that to someone who's looking to buy a car through an evaded lease, suddenly their eyes open. Now, there's an awareness level that needs to be done there, but it's very hard. It's very hard to talk about tax uh, and to do so compliantly. So we need to work closely with, or rather we need to target those that are the influencers, that are the recommenders to the end user in that not only is EV the right scenario, now I think that's there, but the BMW is actually in that buying list, in that segment, pardon me. It's been a key focus for us to get now six cars below that luxury car tax threshold. Now there's a paradox there, right? People are looking for value, but they're still buying a new car. So yeah, it, it's a really interesting space. But to your question, yes, we need to be able to target and work and, and partner with the FMOs with accountants um, so that we are on their list when they talk to their clients about, okay, you need to buy an electric car for tax reasons. Did you know a BMW is actually in that set? Say you're a real estate agent or you're the executive at the company who needs to have a vehicle that represents their role. Suddenly we are on that buying list. Now, back to the fundamentals of marketing, you've got to be on that list. Yeah, and can you talk to my accountant, please, Alex? Because I could be <laughs> I ultimately, I could dreams could come true here. I could be an ultimate driver if the, if the depreciation's right and all the tax. Thank you very much for the tip. I'll let him know. <laughs> talk to Alex and Plank. But back to your point, though, you know, it, it feels it feels like I'm, you know, referencing Ritson as the disciple of Field and Burnett here. We want to have that long approach with the brand, short term, rationally. Bang! Talk to accountants. Get people thinking about BMWs as a, a tax saving purchase. You know, that's, that's a, a key part of next year's approach. Rory and Azia, that, that's um, B2B marketing. I know you have a, some big B2B clients outside auto that you do it with, but that's not tr- traditional territory for a sort of a, a B2C-led agency, right? So is this new territory for Atomic or are you, you got your, um, your ducks lined up there on, on B2B? Yeah, not entirely new territory for us. We do work with, yeah, quite a number of B2B advertisers. So there's nuance there. And, you know, this is quite a specific B2B Journey yes. well that Alex has described. Um, it's not the, you know, the kind of standard, uh, I suppose, lead nurture, you know, marketing pipe type of journey. But uh, yeah, we've got some experience there. But I think ultimately, you know, there's a big job to be done on brand and, and uh, salience with EVs and the desirability uh, that that's going to influence the end customer uh, ultimately. And then you've got the uh, the job to be done on influencers, which is making them aware of that, those six models under the, the threshold, uh, which would be as many as, I, as I'm guessing any other maker would have to have six under that, under that threshold. And, and as Alex said, make sure they're aware of those models, but also the, the use cases so they can talk to their clients about them. So yeah, it's a new, a new lens uh, with BMW for us, but looking forward to, to uh, setting it up and, and you know, facing the challenge. As you have some thoughts there? 
Yeah, I think also, I mean, as Rory said, we have experience in the B2B environment, but I think it's like, how do we make it feel very uniquely BMW? Because again, we're a premium brand, therefore we can't be, you know, telling, you know, we are more affordable than ever, things like that. So it's really about getting the messaging, the targeting right, uh, the right placements. So that is really the probably the most exciting bit about this new B2B audience. At the end of the day, we know the demand is coming from consumers going also to their innovative list companies and saying, hey, I want this car, can you get it for me? So it's also a very interesting um, consumer journey. It's not what we have usually seen. Um, so a lot of undiscovered space there, uh, really keen to see what that looks like in the next 12 months. But the opportunity is there. We have the products, we have the tax regulations, which are playing in our favor. So, you know, um, the price is there for us to, to get. So we need to get it right in, in 2024. We heard you were in the market, Paul. So this is actually our first media placement. If you hadn't. <laughs> Well done. It's nicely put. Well, um, I'll, I'll let you know when I get myself into a, a Beamer and, um, and, and be electrified. Hey, um, so we're going to wrap this up. I, I, Alex, I'm just interested in, in some, from, um, some key takeouts and watchouts from each of you before we wrap it up. But I guess for you, you know, you've been with BMW Group for quite a while. You were with Mini before you took over the whole group. Marketing now and this, and this challenge you've got ahead of you, is it the same as what um, you're used to or is this different? Is this a different kind of sort of way you're going to need to apply your, your, um, your skills and capabilities in the teams? Last two years is very different to 12 years ago. So I joined 12 years ago um, and as I mentioned before, uh, a lot of OEMs are very orientated towards launch. Now, for some, that's the right way. For us, the last 18 months and as everything we've spoken about just now, electric represents an opportunity for communication that we have never had. We've never had. And it will move quickly towards being back to brand. So that for me is fascinating. The next 24 months for, for automotive marketing in Australia will be a fascinating landscape. Because you still do have other players in market are going very much on product and price, right, Alex? So this is going to be a defining sort of 12 to 18 months, really. And that's right for them. But for us, as I said, the next 24 months will be fascinating because, uh, again, a lesson from other markets, you very quickly go from on the cusp of electric to mature. Mm. It's it is overnight, overnight. It's it is fascinating. That um, as you some strategy, strategic thoughts um, on watchouts and and takeouts for the next sort of twelve to eighteen months. My takeout as well is uh, Alex said that a BMW was very different twelve years ago. I wasn't there, but I know how BMW was three years ago, three and a half years ago when we pitched for this account. We were in lockdown in one of the longest lockdown we've ever experienced in Melbourne. Uh, things have changed a lot, so. I think we are at the moment, as I said earlier, the probably the most exciting moment for the BMW brand in many, many years. Also touching on the fact that we have all the systems uh, to help BMW on the journey. We're leveraging the latest research in terms of attention. Uh, also linking back, you know, that at the end of the day, we are a very data-driven agency. So we are using the data to understand what to do next. And I think this is a fairly unique moment for both BMW and us. So really, really excited to see what we can do together and uh, how can we ride the wave in the next uh, 24 months or, or even longer. I don't know if Alex has noticed, I haven't even asked about budgets or budget growth. I think that's very impressive and restrained of me not to do that, Alex. But um, So what is your budget, Alex? I mean, BMW has efficient dynamics, so we we'll always look to be efficient. <laughs> well done. <laughs> uh, so can I just get, will you be increasing spend or are your budgets being pretty line ball? Like what's uh, directionally? Uh, I won't go into if it's been up or down, but I think that it will be uh, much more focused in certain areas. So we'll be able to use it in a better way. Got it. Uh, Rory, your final thoughts uh, on this uh, big agenda for the next uh, 12, 18 months with BMW? Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's an exciting day for us talking publicly about being uh, reappointed and, and expanding our remit into 
New Zealand. Uh, we're absolutely, you know, over the moon. To, I suppose in in terms of an industry conversation, independence seizing these opportunities is is one that I'm excited to see how that continues to play out over the next twelve or eighteen months. We've got the the strategic capability and and all the tools in the arsenal to be able to take on a challenge like this. And yeah, I mean everything we've said so far, how we uh, how we establish BMW as a as a category leader in electric with uh, Alex and his team, we're we're looking forward to it. It'll be a fascinating conversation in twelve months if Alex um, decides to grace us uh, again. He may this may be the final one. He says there's enough McIntyre, but um, a fascinating conversation twelve and eighteen months. Alex McLean, Azia Carrazzo, Rory Heaven, and um, great conversation. Really interesting, and uh, look forward to a follow up. Drive safe. Thanks, thanks, Paul. Paul. Thanks, guys. This MI3 audio edition was presented by Paul McIntyre, that's more. Producer Nick Slater, music by Matt Dwyer. For more episodes, go to listener.com or download the Listener app and search MI3 audio edition to listen for free. Listener.